I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Harry's ad, Harry's ad, starting with a Harry's ad. Have you got a Harry's ad? Add some Harry's to your hairy, sad Life. Bag. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's. Harry's, thank you. My thank Lord, you, thank Harry's. you, Harry's. Harry's, uh, go, I'm going to come clean with the, with Harry's, the audience. Harry's, Harry's is my Lord. Harry's is my Lord and, and Harry's hasn't ever sponsored this podcast. We've done all of this pro bono because that's how much we believe in the Harry's well, That's right, cause. we've done it pro bono in exchange for ad money. Yeah. <laughs> And and we love it. And mm. I got so much to say about Harry's later on in the show. Mm. I can't wait. I'm I can't wait. To but that. it's get, it's gonna be about what you can get. It's gonna be about a deal. Mm. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be throwing around words like travel, blade, cover, and you know, weighted ergonomic handle, that kind <laughs> of stuff. So just brace yourself. I'm gonna be piecing all of these these morsels together mm. into one fragrant mouthful. Absolutely. And um, I love a fragrant mouthful. Yep. Harry's uh, wants to be able to eat that foam. Yeah, I want to eat that foam. Yes, I'd like to take it home, put it in my mouth and go, mm-mm, I've got a bone for foam. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show, show where we, we come, come up, up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. <laughs> and I'm Alastair tremblay Birchall. We're only going to do one note this episode. <laughs> there's, there's been some issues with the recordings recently. We haven't been able to be sure that we're recording onto two separate tracks. Yep. So we've decided instead the way around it, what we'll do is Alistair will talk in a high-pitched voice, I'll talk in a low voice, and then we'll be able to filter our voices out out mm-hmm. in different frequency bands and then that will allow us to mix them so that the volumes are appropriate yeah um we because won't be able to fix the pitch but the volumes will be perfect that's right because we're in a we, we've recently been recording uh, at the office mm. in, a, in a little random office mm-hmm. and i so i speak quietly out of awkwardness <laughs> and indy <laughs> refuses to speak below about 80 decibels <laughs> <laughs> well, but George uh, said that on the most recent episode, I sounded quiet, so I've got to yeah. shout. Apparently, <laughs> I'm being and silenced. Don't worry, you do. Uh, Alistair, <laughs> look, this is my attitude. Yeah. Right. If we're doing this, yeah, we might as well be overheard and obnoxious about incorrect. it. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, and Andy, look. <laughs> In no way am I doing this consciously. I mm. want you to know mm-hmm. that I must have something in my past that makes me retreat mm. and and retreat within myself and mm-hmm. be very quiet and doesn't allow me to be very entertaining when I feel like I'm being judged. Well, not a lot of people know this, but that you you, you come from a long line of podcasters. Mm-hmm. Your father was a podcaster. Yep. Your grandfather was a podcaster. You know that's actually true, but about peach peach growing. <laughs> 
I come from a I come from peach growing people, Andy. And you've you've probably been able to tell that. That by. explains your furry bum. Yes, well that's <laughs> your cute little furry you'd bum. You'd be surprised that uh, how accurate that is. <laughs> Have you ever seen my bum? No. No. No, oh. I, I don't. I don't think I have. I mean, I've imagined. Of course, Andy. And, and, we, I'm sure and, uh, all the listeners have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what his butt looks like. Well, people don't realize that I actually do this podcast, speaking sort of Ace Ventura style through my <laughs> butt, and every syllable I pull that cheek back, <laughs> and every sign, every every little. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> What? I don't think the cheeks get pulled at all, doesn't he? Oh no, that's right. Mm. You're right. He bends down. Yeah. But then he does pull the butt. Yeah. And every pause, I push them back mm. together and make them into a frowny face while the other person talks. So you are because my butt has resting bitch face. You make them into a frowny face. How would you do that? Just push them together and make it make it look like their lips are pursed or something. But horizontally, right? Well, You'd have to be lying on your side for that to be a Andy. In the world of the butt, yeah, the face is side on. Mm. I'm not saying I'm making it into a human face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not folding my butt into a face. <laughs> I'm saying it has a frowny butt face. Frowny butt face. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a bit once upon a time about what it would be like if your butt cheeks were horizontal. Yeah. Um, and how it would be bad. That was as far as I went into it, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I guess you would have that shelf that everything would sort of slide exactly. over. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but maybe never. You know, it, it, I don't think it's got enough of a cliff edge that it might even fall off the edge. No, it, it would might just, just roll slide down. down. Then maybe down your leg. Yeah, yeah, and then you could <laughs> oh. stick a foot into the toilet. Mm. Unless it went right down the middle to the gooch. Mm. But then I guess it could be stored behind the bag. Yeah, it becomes or, lodged behind the bag, yeah. like a like a baby, um, like 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 an embryo of a kangaroo mm. um, crawling out from the uh, reproductive mm-hmm. tract and then up and then through the fur and into the pouch. The most insane system ever. Yeah, this would be like that, but for poos. Yeah, when they go down and then they nestle in there and behind I'm, the and bag. I'm glad we don't have that insane system. For our own human bodies. Yeah. Um, I wonder if mm. kangaroos ever have like birds come along during that process of a young mm. get climbing up. And just peck off and just, the... Well, just come and s- snatch it up because that's perfect bird eating size. It is. It is. It's a, little, it's a little morsel. You'd be on high alert if you were that mama. And maybe even if the dad's around. I wonder if the dad hangs out for that. I'd hope so. Mm. Yeah, fending. I'm now banging on the walls yeah. here. By just, the way, just trying <laughs> to if get anyone it. heard that, <laughs> we we weren't getting enough looks of disgust through the window. So we let's see if we can get people on the other side of the walls to come and see, what, investigate what's going on. That'd be so good, you know, in The Simpsons, mm. that bit where he's got that really greasy burger and he rubs it on the window. And uh, he rubs it on the wall. Rubs it on the wall, rather. Sorry, and the wall becomes translucent. Mm. Um, be just a great, just be great if you could have that in order to put a window in anywhere in your house. Just th- some kind of greasy product. I think, in a way, people are waiting for that product to be made. Mm. You know, that it can make anything. Yeah, it's so greasy. It can make anything into a window, <laughs> <laughs> like sort of like a. Like a frosted window like you would have for a bathroom. Mm. I mean, I guess what we're describing here is a kind of invisibility, isn't it? 
Like that's, yeah, that's but it's what like it an offers. invisibility pen. Mm. But also, it's kind of visible through mm. its um, frostiness. So it's an invisa frostability. Because we absolutely have the opposite of that, right? Where like, we can color something in, and it's no longer tra- like yeah. You take something that's transparent, like a window, and you can get one of those chalk pens or paint or whatever, mm. and stick it on, and suddenly it's trans, uh, it's opaque. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's amazing that you can you can make something opaque. Like that. That's all it takes. All it takes is one little bit of opaque and something's opaque. That's right. But transparent Mm. is is an absolute. You know, something's got to be totally transparent for it to be transparent. You know who I feel bad for? Yes. It's the rays of the sun. Mm. You know, because sometimes... Coming all the way from the sun and then being stopped by... (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, even an ant. An ant walking along the thing creates this bit of shadow and you go, you didn't make it, buddy. In so my mind, close. In my mind, in my, yes. in my mind, sun rays want to touch our earth. Mm. Mm. Well, it, 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 you'd you'd be so hyped, as we know, mm. the, the the rays are formed deep within the core of the earth yeah. as gamma rays in the fusion of hydrogen. Then they bounce around for ages, losing energy until they emerge from the surface of the sun yeah. as visible light. And it takes them thousands of years to get out of the core of the sun. It's crazy. They come all that way, bam, into an ant. Into an ant, <laughs> maybe a leaf. A leaf strategically placed Mm -hmm. in order to capture the sun. You know, like that's trees' whole purpose. Mm. Their whole survival Mm. depends on thwarting the sun's wishes. Thwarting the sun's wishes. They're dependent on the sun. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing that they are so willing to bite the hand that feeds them, so to speak. Absolutely. I mean, the sun might at one point collapse or explode just Mm. to spite them. Just out of rage. Yeah. I mean, just think of the percentage of its rays that get blocked. Mm. I mean, so many of its rays go in the complete opposite direction. Mm. It's true. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, is there any sketches in this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that for, for this is just a, you know, call me a bit um, human-centric in my mm. view of the universe. And I know the, the you know, we're not... Homophilic. The, I'm a bit homophilic, I mm. suppose. Paleocentric? Paleo. Paleo. I don't think paleo is what you want. Paleo is um, like rocks and stuff. Yeah, Uh, geocentric. (laughs) That's the earth. That's actually the earth is in the center. Yes. And then the sun, I know that, so I know the earth isn't in the center. Mm. And I know the sun isn't the center of the universe or whatever. Except that we Except that everything is. Everything is the center of the universe. But I reckon some stuff is actually probably more. A bit more the center. (laughs) In that if you go. In closer to the middle <laughs> of everything, yeah. I guess then it would that would be ever be more the center. But whatever you want to, they want to, they want to argue mathematically. The, the the fucking arrogance of you <laughs> right now, trying to pass this off like you're dodging scrutiny with this cute little yeah. voice you're doing, yeah. and thinking that you could you could put this out there into the world and you're gonna look somehow cool. I mean, look, just <laughs> like because you don't even care. Just because everything started in the same point, it's all moving out, blah, mm. blah, blah, right? doesn't mean there's a bit that's a bit more equidistant from every other bit. You're absolutely right. There's got to be a spot. There absolutely does not have yeah. to be a spot. Well, no, there is. <laughs> but there, there isn't. Just because you can't see exactly where the edges are. Because there are no edges, mm. doesn't mean there aren't edges. There, there and isn't <laughs> where if some things aren't a little bit closer to them than other things. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's still a rough edge. 
you know, you could get a rough edge idea, <laughs> idea of the edge. I think you presenting your common sense physics course mm-hmm. is 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 a sketch. All right, common sense physics. Yeah, Nobel Prize for fucking common sense, mate. Um, I was thinking about a Nobel Prize for something recently. Nobel, Nobel Prize for for capitalism. Mm. Yeah. Very good. I just whoever earns the most money in a year gets a million dollars. That's really good. I wonder who funds that. <laughs> that's from the Nobel, whatever the money is. Yeah, the Nobel. That, that, that's a prize, right? If the Nobel Prize is a million bucks, you get a million bucks. But that was a hundred million. No, just I just said a million. Oh, you just said a million. Yeah, oh, that's nice. I would love to get a million dollars. Mm. Mm. Um, oh yeah. I think one of the common sense physics things mm. would be like look a lot of people don't understand what gravity is mm. but it's just it's the thing that pulls us down <laughs> like but all like of course you don't know how it works but mm. it doesn't like it, it just does it and that's does. what's important that's what it's it like does it does it does what 95 percent of people in their jobs don't do mm. it's job mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and a do you want to start questioning it like oh. like you don't trust it? Do you think that maybe a way to get around gravity, because people are always looking for anti-gravity, a mm. way to avoid the surly bonds of Earth's gravity, Sure, um, would be if we could in some way give gravity a, a, a mobile phone so it does get distracted? Yeah. I think we did this recently. We did this not too long ago, yeah. giving them to every creature in the animal kingdom. But now so, I think if we mm. could create a, a mobile phone, a smartphone, yeah. that could be used by the fundamental force of gravity, that might give us just that mm. window of opportunity yeah. when it's distracted, like when the guard is sleeping every, yeah. you know, well, every seven time, and a half hours. If we give it screen time, mm-hmm. specif- specifically between certain hours, mm. then that would be the perfect t- time to launch a rocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, you know, that way its phone... You know, it doesn't always have, it's not always looking at its phone, doesn't yeah. become addicted. So in that way, you know, we can still rely on it to keep us, say, grounded on Earth most of the time. Mm-hmm. But Gravitational waves, you know, we haven't learned to manipulate them yet, but when we can, yeah. let's use those waves to make some sort of highly addictive form of entertainment, whatever the gravity version of reality TV is. Well, falling out of a plane, mm. a lot of people find that addictive already. Mm. So... Imagine being able to do that for people on land. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe by fluctuating the amount of gravity that you're feeling, mm. um, you could have a sensation of falling at all times. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? And that could people, be <laughs> people with vertigo, <laughs> I'll say this for them, they always seem entertained. <laughs> they, you, you never see them bored in any way. No one, no one ever says... I have vertigo and it's boring. Yeah, that's right. So, and in conclusion. There's nothing more entertaining than a sense of wooziness. Mm-hmm. Nausea. Um, can we write down distracting gravity as a, uh, <laughs> as a sketch idea? Sure. How do you picture, I mean, look, you're usually good at these kinds of things when it comes to actually making something. Mm. Um, Thank you for saying that, Alistair. Um, but you know, how do you, I picture that playing out? How do you picture it playing out? See, this is what I imagine your answer would be: is mm. that we won't show it. Mm. You know, we won't show 
we won't try to create a manifestation of gravity that we can put on mm. on screen. Mm. But then, you know, what if you what if it was for kids? What if you did? You'd what kinda, if it was you for know, kids? you'd want kids to be able to understand. It's what do you think would be a, a downward mm. arrow? Yeah, well, um, can I just say that what this has made me want to do yeah. is make a sketch in which gravity is personified. Sure. Right? Mm. And it is a gravity is a a guy. And he's probably wearing like a black morph suit yeah. or something like that. And he's walking around. And whenever somebody jumps or something like that, he grabs them and pulls them back down again. Yeah, that's fine. And he's pulling things, apples mm. out of trees, yeah. putting them on the ground. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, pushing over small children. When there's demolitions happening of a mm. building, he's up on top. Yeah. Standing on top. Yeah. And then they're going, and then he's like. Jumping. Jumping on it. <laughs> Knocking it over, but I, but I do like that he physically does does stuff with the force mm. of you know so because because when you're jumping on things to mm. knock them down you would be um you would still be relying on gravity to actually do the falling yeah. component but if he's down there with a rope or something like yeah. that pulling it down that uh, sure yeah, that meets true. my my criteria for successful gravity personification. Well, maybe he could have a rope while he's up on top of the building mm. and then he pull. it's anchored to the ground and mm. he's pulling it down as the building goes down. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's really, really good. There you go. It goes, yeah, it goes down between his legs all the way down to mm. the ground. Or he's got, <laughs> or he's got a vertical, he's got a vertical rowboat that he just rows downwards. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I know a lot of people have done like, you know, surfboards or or like snowboards when they jump out of a plane. Yeah. Anybody done a rowboat? I think a rowboat would be a great thing to be. It's like, whoa. There was a, there was a bit in Indiana Jones and the um, Temple of Doom where they jump out of a crashing airplane in an inflatable life raft and then land on the side of a mountain in the snow. Oh, so that's not too bad, down. but... It's not a hard rowboat, wooden rowboat, two mm. rows with the little the little hook, not you know, the little mm. holster on each side, mm -hmm. so you can. Yep. Yeah, uh, what is that called? That's called a rollock. That yeah. little holster. A rollock. Yeah. A rollock. A rollock in good time. Absolutely. Um, when we talked about the other uh, the other episode about having those shoes that would allow you to run in the air, um, yeah. we could adapt that technology. To, to the vertical rowboat, which is basically just a dinghy that sits on its stern facing up into the air yep. and then has long oars that come out the side. And then the end of the oar, the paddly bit, is the same technology we were talking about for that like big expanding foot sail and that would allow you to just row your way up into the air. And this is, again, looking very close to flight mm. with just wings, just bird wings. But the important thing is you're doing it in a boat yep. and you're doing it <laughs> in, a, in a seated position. Absolutely. I, mm. I, I'm not going to lie, I missed some of the beginning ah, of that. Look, but, didn't we all? But we all have different jobs that we have to <laughs> do during these things. Andy. Gravity I, man. He is the pullest down of them all. <laughs> Pulliest down. I, this is a. He would be the pulliest person if he was personified. Mm -hmm. He would be the or pulliest. She, the, the pulliest. pulliest. Um, uh, this this is part of a, a a a broader thing of us where you know because personification sketches have been the bread and butter of sketch comedy since that first sketch where somebody was like, "What 
if we personified bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And that's right. And we are just taking that to a to a, a, an even further. One person in a black T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Another person in a black T-shirt. Yeah. One had a little sign that said bread. Yeah. The other one said <laughs> butter. And, and the, the one who was who was bread was like, dude, it's starting to get a bit creepy. Yeah, and but one person, well, the, then there's a person who runs a household, mm. you know. And man, they, man so they're in the a house. black T-shirt and they have a sign on them that says household runner. Bread, yeah, breadwinner. Bread, and they're, bread when they're walking home with one of, the <laughs> other, one of each person under their arm. Honey, kids, I have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's, poor, it's about poor, poverty. I absolutely had toast for dinner the other night. Did you? Yep. Was it toast with avocado? Well, so it really kicks yeah, it into Now gear, that's something. It? You see, now that's gone from bleak to an outrageous display of, of, of middle class wealth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really is. It's like it's just one fruit, and you put it in there, and you've embarrassed yourself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. me. Um, an, an entire avocado kingdom. Hipsters stockpiling their huge um, warehouses full of avocados, um, constructing a throne, the avocado throne. Out of the nuts? No, just out of avocado. Oh, just it wouldn't last raw, long. Raw, <laughs> soft avocado. Just like, you know, he built it when it was like they were sort of two, three days from being mm. ripe, so they were unbelievably yep. hard. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you, thought, you thought this will never crumble. Yeah. Uh, my avocado kingdom. I shall build my palace mm-hmm. on the firmest of all um, foundations. A, a, a th- <laughs> an avocado three days from being ripe. But to my surprise, three days later, <laughs> what should occur? Oh, uh was it ripeness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, then, but then it gets really bad. Sort of two days after that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You try and sit down and you break through that skin. I think. And you've got brown on you. Oh no, there's no skin. I've peeled the skin off. It's it's loose, open avocado flesh. What is going on? Yeah. Here? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's crazy. It's really ill-advised, Alistair. I've made a huge mistake. It's the illest. It's the illest. Um, but. You know, I think that's an even more, you know, if we're talking displays of wealth, mm. the fact that I can build a perishable temple mm. from the softest of all fruits yeah. is, um, you know, is, is extremely ostentatious. What's it called? The big chair? Throne. The avocado throne of my hipster kingdom. Um, winter knits are coming. Uh, um, Andy... Mm. The Irony Throne. That would be the, the hipster throne. Oh, no. Mm. Um, tell me about this brand you brought up earlier. Harry's? Yeah. Dot what? com forward slash think tank. Who are they? Oh, well, they're just, I guess, the future. I'd like to introduce you to the future. Well, see, I'm only familiar with the present. Mm. Well, that's good because these are available right now. But if you've heard of the past, you'll love this as well because they are using a German factory with over... And I don't think I'm exaggerating here, 700 billion years of engineering experience. So, so I, I hear there's that something for everyone. They're using atoms that were forged in the, at the beginning of the universe? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how connected to history they are. That's how much reverence they have 
for wow. the old way of doing things. Yeah. They're using um, molecules that have been extant since the dawn of time. Um, humans have been shaving for thousands of years and the secret to a great shave has not changed very much, Alastair. And that is going to harrys.com forward slash think tank. Listeners of our show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com forward slash think tank. You will get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Now, Alastair, Mm -hmm. my face is so craggy these days, so wrinkled with folds and crevices that now I actually do my entire face with just that little extra trimmer blade. Really? Yeah, that you normally just use for getting up under the nose. Yeah. I do the whole thing with that, getting deep Mm. into the into the canyons and to the peaks of the the mountains. Yeah, well you know before I And it's still a good shave. I look so smooth. Yeah. Well right now I'm looking at you and Mm. it is it is like looking at a freshly shorn face of Mm -hmm. a baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's looking that that you've shaved. Yeah. Yeah, and I do. I do shave my babies because mm. after I'd been shaving with, with, with Harry's, when the baby came out, I felt its face and I was like, actually a little bit rough. Yeah, no, I yeah. hear you. I've been using sandpaper and that mm-hmm. has Helps. Not, no, it hasn't been as good. Oh, dear. Um, so harrys.com forward slash think tank. Harrys.com forward slash think tank. Think tank. You did it, Andy. Get yourself that trial set and i'll tell you what it isn't a trial it's actually a joy Mm. they should call it a joy set they should call it a a show trial set because the outcome is so such a foregone conclusion yeah that everybody knows it's a kangaroo court you know you know but it makes a mockery of justice this trial but for me yes i just i i enjoy the law Mm. and so every trial brings Mm -hmm. me joy yeah yeah (laughs) Um, that's just me. <laughs> just like seeing it in action. Mm. I even like trial by, by uh, what's the public one? Ordeal. Uh, 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 trial by media. Trial by media. I even yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's still not law, but it's mm-hmm. it's like mock law. Mm. Mock's law. Yeah, and I, I that's how much I love the more law. I even love it when it's a mockery yeah. of it. <laughs> they make a mockery of it. Actually, in fact, it's more enjoyable because there's kind of humor injected in it. Yeah. yeah. I, in, in my ideal world, every trial would, would be a mockery of justice. It does feel like there should be a way to make to make law you know, and justice a little bit better. It feels like... A little bit funnier, you mean? No, like... Because I feel like, like maybe that's what they were trying to do with those wigs. Yeah, well, I mean, it definitely feels like they weren't... They were failing at being entirely serious because it was really like, let's put something on our head and then dare people to laugh at us. I don't know because I think like it must have evolved at a time when that there was something about that that did make you look more authoritative. Mm. And then times changed so quickly or, or, or I don't know, but it's at a certain point it is just absurd. It's ludicrous. Yeah. It's but- embarrassing. You're you. This is the exact opposite of what you were trying to achieve with this whole wig situation in the first place, and yet you persist. It kind of has the look of those, you know, those alien civilizations and films that have the big brains, and that you stand in front of them, and their brains mm. pulse. Mm-hmm. It had a feel of a bit of that, mm. you know, 
Because it's like there is something alien about it. Well, who has their hair in that many braids and, and so tightly packed together mm-hmm. like that? Um, really, I think it was supposed to be transporting, you know, taking you outside of the regular world mm. and take you into. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's other ways that we can do that. You know, yes. maybe a nice silver finish on everything. <laughs> on the judges themselves, you know, and the lawyers. <laughs> sort of absolutely. bit of face paint or something like that. Like, yeah. like it's in the, absolutely the same realm and there's no reason why mm-hmm. that couldn't, like in a parallel universe, there is one where the judges do everything in in silver face paint. Dip, dipped in gold. Yeah. Like sort of one of gold fingers or gold members, like uh, side chicks. Gold fingers or gold members. <laughs> Both equally as valid villains. They they more or less are. Mm. I mean, James Bond is already sort of a parody, isn't it? Like it's sort of a, a joke. Yeah. A joke thing. Certainly sometimes more than other times. Yeah. And what is it a joke on? I guess the idea of real... Yeah. Of real people who do that. Yeah, spies or whatever. I guess it's a joke by making it seem fun when a lot of the time it probably isn't fun, right? Yeah. and uh, But, you know, yeah, the idea that he's doing it all by being sexy and cool Mm. and... And those things have achieved almost nothing ever. I would much rather one of those shows that's from the point of view of a honey trap. Mm, Okay. Because, I mean, I mean, there's probably already a, a, a TV series or a set of films about that. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I don't know. It just kind of seems more... Because you can picture guys falling for a honey trap a lot more than you... I feel <laughs> like you can picture women falling for, like, some sleazy <laughs> guy who says he's a spy. Which is, I mean, you know, possibly because of, of, of 007, uh, such a, a weird, like... Mm. Um, it's like it's a reality that guys like get cars with license plates that say 007 mm. and things like that because they're like, yeah, that's who I am. He's like, you go, you're not. <laughs> you're not in any way. And it's such a weird childish fantasy. Childish fantasy. Childish fantasy. Um, yeah, it's like it's not, mm. it's, it's not particularly um, true to life, is it? No. No, and like it's already a joke in the show mm. kind of. And then you're impersonating that i guess i guess austin powers did a pretty good job of making fun of it you know what the what what i think um people in intelligence haven't used much like a honey trap mm. or you know a sexy male spy mm. although a honey trap i imagine could be a male mm. it's just something that we're thinking about mm-hmm. um is the idea of giving out free food samples yeah to lure in your prey <laughs> maybe even actual honey Maybe actual honey. Honey's yeah. pretty expensive these days. Yeah. <laughs> and especially to get the stuff that isn't just that weird syrup that they've made up that's like f- fake honey. Yeah. I I wonder how prevalent that is as a problem. I reckon you can probably, if you go to the supermarket and you see there's like a $2 difference between two mm. jars, that's one of them is made with the syrup. Yeah, right. And it's um, very good. Because you can't pay bees less, can you? So where are you going to make no, your savings? That's right. Um, can't screw the bee. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 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 what is this? What is this story? It's a spy story, mm-hmm. right? In which, rather than falling under the under the spell of a of a beautiful Russian woman, yeah, a spy is lured in either by using a, free samples, using you know, free samples, or, or a coupon, a coupon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> and then once they're there redeeming the coupon, they have such a good time. Yeah. They start revealing a few state secrets. I mean... Or the person says... Um, who can say no to an open bar? That's, that's you know? true. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah. Yeah. You go, there's a conference on and I can sneak you in to the open <laughs> bar and people will fall for it straight away. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a sort of a friendship. There's no sex involved. There's just, you know, a, God, a good no. mate who can hook you up with stuff and gets you into fun parties and That's that right. sort of thing. And, mm. Mm, I mean, yeah. I think this is what a lot of intelligence is. It's just like pretending to be another dad at the at the, at the soccer game and, and then like getting to know some person who works in like nuclear f- physics mm. or something like that and then asking him for some documents. <laughs> <laughs> asking him for some documents. You say, oh, my kid's doing a thing on nuclear things. Do you have any documents? And then even if it's like something that's mm. unimportant, you go, and then, then you've established a, mm. a scenario in which they give you documents. Mm. And and once they've given you documents, you can start to be like, you can you can use that to twist it against them and you know start to turn the screws and be like, well, you already gave me these documents. Mm. And I would hate for someone at your work to find out that you were doing that. So exactly. you better give me more documents. Yeah, absolutely. I think the yeah. most suspicious thing about this entire scenario is we know that once you're an adult, you don't make any new friends. Yeah, that is. I think anyone trying to be your friend as an adult is automatically a spy. Yeah, is an intelligence <laughs> officer of some sort. Um, and it makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because who w- needs the responsibility mm. of hanging out with more people? Hang out with, who has the time? And the only it is so suspicious. But the only reason you would is if, for some reason, they're like, "Hey, I've got a one of those bars in my basement." Mm. You go one of those bars. Like you know, you go wow, free boot day drinking. Like mm. they invited you over. They say bring your kids. Well, they can hang out, and we'll just like have sort of man cocktails mm. like that. And then, and then I'll give them my nuclear secrets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, they've given you so much. <laughs> they've given you day freedom. Um, I, I think like any just sus- suspicious adult friend yeah. is, is perfect, Alistair, as a, um, as a thing. And, you know, you, you don't even have to necessarily work in I – I think it's maybe even funnier if you don't work in like – in any sort of government agency yeah. or anything like that. You're just like quite a regular person working in sort of advertising mm. sales for a local newspaper or something. you still got to be suspicious because you never know what kind of long con they're pulling. I mean, these agents of influence, mm. they want to influence all aspects. Why sometimes, they? sometimes it's just division. Maybe they want you to put something divisive in your ad. Um, you know, who knows that the, you know, the, in, in Australia we have... Uh, some very bold lamb ads mm. here. You know, I guess they want to get get away from the fact that their whole thing is <laughs> killing young sheep. <laughs> and so what they do is they make it about like Australia Day or they make it about... Edgy thing about hipsters Ma- versus 
yeah, also use all masculinity or yeah. rights for women or something like that. Mm. And they do and a parody ad. It's big from the Lamb Council. Yeah. This is what we have instead of having culture in this yeah. country. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then we talk about it for about three weeks when it comes out and things like that. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the people who works there mm. has a new Russian friend mm. or an Australian with a suspicious accent. Mm. Suspicious, you know, it's, it's Australian sounding, but... But not quite. Bit too, bit yeah. too Australian sounding. We love people not being able to do the Australian accent. Yeah, it is. A, it's a, it's, it's endlessly entertaining, and I'm sure you in America love it when Australian stars come onto your night tonight shows and they do some hilarious thing of getting the host to eat Vegemite. I'm sure when you see yeah. that every fucking time. Every single like it, go, week. Yeah. And like the reactions are the same that that you find that just as entertaining as we do oh, to see it being done. It's so salty. Mm, they say they it's brown. Say. Poo is brown. Those two things are equivalent. Mm. We laugh. They just, they just eat it by itself on a cracker or mm. something like that. You mm. go, like, I don't know. In the way that nobody, nobody does. does. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we have salt over here in Australia, and that's why our stars go over there and make your hosts drink a cup of salt. Yeah. In the same way that we obviously consume it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, do we have some words from a listener? What do you think? Oh, yeah, we're already there. Yeah, I think we're there. You we know, do after and- a fashion. We do, Andrew. Now, I have three words from a Patreon supporter, Stuart mm. McCone. No. Stumac. Stumac. Hi, Stumac Stu. McCarthy. I think we might have done a stew recently. Yeah, good. Anyway, hi, Stu. Hi, Stu. Um, now, I've already said these three words to you, Andrew, uh, because I good. had to double check that we haven't done it because I apparently have the worst system in existence for <laughs> keep keeping track of these words. I um, still, uh, look, if it's any uh, help, I still wouldn't be able to guess them. Well, that's what, I, that's what mind, I was instant... telling you that I've told you them. So do you want to try and guess now? Yeah. Uh, Clostridium. No. Um, uh, tarmac? No. Um, rigoletti? What is that? It's a type of pasta, I believe. Oh, rigatoni? Rigatoni. Yeah. I think rigoletti might be something as well. Anyway, was I close? Alistair has coronavirus, by the way. Not that's why any. he's blowing his nose. <laughs> Um, man, if I have it, I've had it for a long time, even before the before the outbreak. It was only just today that they um, yeah. that they recorded the first person to person transmission. So I I got on it before it was cool, or mm-hmm. at least before my body was cool. Felt really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, the three words from Stew. Yes. Are investigative. Yes. Ah. Goat. Portmanteau. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't. I mean, honestly, that's um, those are really great words. Those might be my favourite words we've ever had. Wow. Uh, on the on Your the show because words, they words, really words. paint such an abstract picture. Um, est, inve, an investigative. Yeah. Goat. Portmanteau. Yeah. Yeah. So a portmanteau, obviously, being. Um, when you combine two words. Well, portmanteau is one. So it's actually uh, the mixture of the word portelli, which is a type of wine or, <laughs> or, or wine-flavored jelly. <laughs> yep. And uh, 
man from mant, which is short for manta ray, <laughs> and a u a e a e a u o, which is um, sort of the old English, short for the old English version of ox. What is the e i e i o for in um in old MacDonald? E I E I O. They haven't used that in any other songs. We've all, you know, we've had mm. sort of Ladi Da and Obla D Obla Da yeah, and that and sort of thing. I don't sort know of if they've used, used Obla D Obla Da. It's been used yet. in most of the songs. Um, but th- that Goo Goo Gachug? Well, Alastair, I think we should just try. Because here we are. We're back. We're back in. We're back in the podcast. You don't know at yeah. home because of the you magic guys- out of editing. But no, but but this podcast has become very experimental. <laughs> There's, we've put a partial 24 hours and an almost 100 kilometers between us and the previous podcast. Um, yeah, well, the, pre- the previous sort of 50 minutes of the podcast or however long we did. Yes, indeed. Forget we everything are now you thought indivi- you knew. We were at one point in the office at work yesterday, and we mm. are now in our ind- individual homes recording on our own Zooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking over the internet. Yep, yep. It's um. And that, so, that, and we, that was, we that are, was how. We, <laughs> speaking over the internet abso- and over the top of each other, and it's working we so well. <laughs> conv- we are we're absolutely dedicated to finishing this episode. <laughs> no matter how much we have to drop our standards below their already low low point. We are willing to do that if that's what it takes to finish this episode yes. in a manner that you uh, will be unsatisfied with. Well, Andy, I think what we're going to have to do in order to not speak over each other is that we can't take very many breaks when mm. we talk because in a break, that's when the other person thinks that they can get a word in. Oh, yeah. No, that's... that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's oh, sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, so just to remind everybody where we're up to, because uh, who knows, the, the the audience themselves might have paused the podcast as well and come back to it weeks, nay, lifetimes later. Um, we're trying to do our three words. Perhaps somebody had listened to this as they were being cryogenically frozen mm-hmm. and then was just waking up and they looked at their phone and they thought, what was I listening to when I went down? Yep. And then this is it. It's the year 9002. They're just a slowly just, defrosting frontal lobe in a, yep, and in they, a they, Bain-Marie. They, they just missed the non- Nonalium party by two years. No, mm. oh, the Nonalium. Yeah, that's what... You know how millel- mi- yeah. <laughs> millennium is related yeah, to yeah. two in some way? I'm going to party like it's 1999. Yeah, 1999. Is that what you said? Yeah, I said 1999. But uh, yeah, you know, mine has a better rhythm, but yours has the advantage of accuracy. Yeah, but I I liked the 1999. But you know me, Alistair, all (laughs) all about rhythm. I got rhythm. Um, And you've got music. Yeah, sometimes. Um, so, so So the words were... Investigative goat mm. portmanteau, <laughs> as you would know from. Uh, oh yeah, I did write Goo Goo Gachu down, and that's where we were last at. 
Goo Goo Gachu. I don't know how we got there, but I absolutely stand by it. Um, Yes. I think, uh, so obviously we discussed portmanteaus. An investigative goat is interesting because as as we all know, the um, the dog has the advantage of its super ability to smell things, and it's that mm. makes it very useful it, as a sniffer dog in um, yep. in, in in investigations sniffing out smells. Now, sure, but a goat a goat has the advantage of being able to stand on very tall things, mm, mm-hmm. and so you know on the shoulders of giants even. Yep, probably. I mean, maybe it. Maybe a goat would make a better scientist than it would a detective, and that's what this story is about. And, but. <laughs> and they have the ability to eat almost anything as well. Absolutely. Not necessarily but, taste. Might... Maybe, in fact, the very low ta- ability to taste, which is what allows them to eat such a large volume of stuff. Maybe, or maybe they, uh, they, they can taste stuff but they have a very open mind. Oh, I love that. They have an open mouth and a gaping gullet. But more than that, it's their open mind that allows them to consume many, many things that other people would consider inedible. I do consider goats to be people. Why they went into the police force, because Mm. they have a high tolerance for the unpalatable. Mm. And 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 diversity. Yes, and you mix... You mix with some unsavory types and also some unsweet types. I think that um, a goat, uh, absolutely, because we've we've had many um, TV shows that focus on a dog, um, yeah, who is a loyal companion to the uh, to the detective. Now, but we've also had many buddy cop films in which there's one cop who does things by the rules. And one cop who uh, is a real maverick, and yeah. you know, is down to his last warning, and he's going to bust mm-hmm. your ass out of here faster than you can say, "Give me your badge," you know. And I think Absolutely. that we could combine these two elements, and we have one good cop, right, who does everything by the book, and then his buddy, who is a goat, who does not give a fuck. Yeah, and because portmanteau does have also the words to wear and coat, I think mm. the goat should be wearing a coat. A goat coat, absolutely. And his a name is Gruff. And the show's called Gruff. Sure. Muck, Muck Gruff, because the other guy's name is Muck. <laughs> <laughs> MC. A lot of people think that he's a MC, but it's actually Muck. And um, also... Yes. Uh, just I think because that hard it's skull as well would really be an uh, advantage. Absolutely, and those tiny little nubby, nubby mm. horns. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think I look. I don't know if I'm. I'm trying to read into what Stu uh, McCone was trying to do with these three words, but mm. he said investigative goat portmanteau. I think he wants us to say investigative. <laughs> I think he does. I think yeah. he does. <laughs> he's he's yeah. how he's the best investigator we have on the force. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um and so what kind of things would this guy solve? Oh, anything. Or, Absolutely anything. Yeah. It's stuff crime that goes all the way to city hall. Um Okay, so it's just just out of the academy. 
well, is he just out of the academy? Because because very often the Maverick, he's he's sort of lived had a real long career, you know, and he's sort of almost mm. got nothing left to lose. Yeah. Um, but also you could get more people watching mm. if if you had like a like a a, a child goat. Uh, yeah, a kid. Which which I but you know, but I could imagine yeah, a kid. He's just a kid. Mm. Um but th- then also, you know, you get more people watching, but also having the contrast between being old and gruffy and being just a tiny little goat that hops around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> real. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be a real challenge for whoever's doing the animal wrangling, the goat, yeah. our goat guy. But I think everybody's going to be stepping up to the plate in this production. Absolutely, and it won't be hard to get to get that goat to chew on a lit cigar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> cigar chomping. So he's just out of the academy, and he's already on his last warning. I love it. What a story. (laughs) He's just out of the academy and he's also only three days away from retirement. (laughs) It's everything. It's everything. I mean, yeah, you could definitely do that if, like, I mean, that, I look, that, I think I'm very happy for it to be that. I think Mm. that there's a way in which uh, it could be like a fly could do that. Mm. Because, you know, the, because of the lifespan of a fly. Yeah. Um, Some sort of gnat. But I want to, I want to, some kind of mat. Nat, G-N-A-T. Nat. Yeah, they are they closer to three days? Is a is a fly oh. just one day? I don't know. I think a fly. I, I feel like I've had flies in my house who've just been buzzing around, smashing against the walls for weeks. I mean, yeah. I can't guarantee it's the same fly. Um, but they've got roughly the same sort of general attitude. Well, then let's towards do the, walls and let's maintain yep. the possibility of doing a show that is a sort of a crossover between the movie The Fly. And uh, yeah. a sort of a buddy cop kind of a thing. And maybe, you know, even a cop and his buddy, who is a fly, become fused together, right? And the fly yeah. is just out of the academy and the cop is three days away from retirement. And that's how he's able to be both at the same time. Also, the fly is going to die soon anyway. So, But, you know, it's um, it's called Hot Buzz. So wait, Hot Buzz. But wait, so so they are slowly becoming... One or like, I think he's already th- basically just a fly. Okay, <laughs> and his and his partner is a goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just go back to the goat idea. I just love it. I love it. I love yeah. the goat's attitude. I think we've introduced some interesting complications um, to what's already a challenging yeah, I mean, shoot. But yeah, that's how you make. But great I also art. think. But I think if if they're you know if their partner was a, a humanoid fly man and they're mm. both the bad boy in the in the yeah. <laughs> you know they're both they're both bad cops. Yep, perfect. It's just it's bad cop and worse cop. Mm-hmm. There's um, you know? yeah. You know they they've got they've got um, you know they've got they they don't go by the book, mm. and they don't get and but they also don't get their man. <laughs> I think in the fly he does um as he's transforming he does develop like really good senses or something like that he gets like mm. super smell or something so that becomes really strong isn't well. he able to yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, I mean, great. okay. I think we did it, Al. Do you want um, to take us through the sketches that we've come up with this episode? Uh, yep, buddy. Cop. I mean, yeah. I think, it, I yeah, Gruff. Go, I want a good... Or McGruff. I think just McGruff. And Mc is a fly, man. Gruff and McFly? Gruff and McFly. Yep. Perfect. Is it Marty McFly? Marty McFly has been fused with Yeah. He got in he got into a teleportation device mm. with um the character from the fly after he had turned into the fly. Yep. Yeah, he's a real fly fly. So he's half, actually like half he's man, not a, half man fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so really he's also three quarters ha- man. <laughs> half <laughs> half Marty McFly. <laughs> half half man, half fly. <laughs> I mean if if um if Saturday Night Live hasn't already at some point made a parody movie, you know, probably in the 80s, called The McFly, in which, you know, Marty McFly gets fused with a fly, going mm. through the time travel machine with Doc Brown and has a disgusting transformation, but is still incredibly charismatic and charming. And it's still a yeah. feel-good family film. Um, yeah. You know, they really missed that opportunity. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're mm, absolutely thanks. right. Thanks, I think I am well, too. Well, I'm going to try to remember what some of these sketch ideas from yesterday are. Um, we've got common sense physics. Mm, yes, yeah, so Alistair's course and what makes sense. You know, mm. it just makes more sense. And I can't remember what the ex- original example was, but the other example was, um, you know, it's gravity. It just works. Well, yep. it just does because <laughs> why, why would you float up into space? That's yeah. pretty stupid. That's weird. That's weird, and I don't like it. Um, facts don't care about your feelings, but these we we got we found some facts that do. Yeah, um, I care about my feeling. I care about my mm. feelings, and so I don't care about your facts. Um, really good point. Yeah. Then there's uh, distracting ga- gravity with a phone, so we can mm. when we want when we want to shoot a, a, a plane. We're just going to get regular planes up there. That way we won't have to get use space shuttles or anything or rockets. Mm -hmm. We can give gravity some phone time, some screen time, so that it doesn't do its job as well. And that will give us a chance to get some just regular airplanes up into space. And we can go to the moon and things like that. And and I know they won't Um, really work all that well up in space, but if we get a good run-up, I think we could... We can get some pretty good speed, May, maybe make it uh, to the moon and sling, sling, slingshot back. I think so. I think so. You just need that yeah. window, just that window of opportunity. I just thought I'd put mm. this out there. Um, if anybody listens to this show and works on the Netflix children's show, Storybots, um, firstly, great work, fantastic show, um, much better than Paw Patrol and a lot better than Super Wings. Um, but if you do work on that oh, show, man, please get wins. in touch because I would love to work on Storybots. Thank you. Alistair, continue. You know, if we're making outrageous job offers like that, can you just get involve me in it? Yeah. yeah. I, I would also I'd I'd also like to work on it. Thank you. <laughs> it would I just want you to know 
I haven't seen it yet, but I'm about to watch all of it. Yeah, it's really, and, really good. And I love it already. Great. Um, I'm in. I'm <laughs> so that's a deal. We're agreed. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank you so much for that. We really needed that. So, um, then we got personification. Whoa. Personification of gravity, right? of gravity personific- pulling things yeah. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this what is kind jerk. of like a si- it's a silent film, though. Mm. This could be oh, a silent it is, film. Isn't it? It's mm. black and white. Yeah. It's like sort uh, of sort of one of those fifties informational films about what gravity is, and they just have somebody playing the role of gravity. Well, maybe it's just it's it's gravity's depressed for some reason because it's and it's just doing its job. It's walking around doing its mm. job. Um, and I don't know why it's depressed, but we'll find a reason for it to be happy by the end. It's only going to undergo a transformation, possibly due to uh, something that affects the amount of matter on Earth. Perfect. Uh, we got. I was. Gonna, I was going to say that. Yeah, great. Uh, we got throne made out of avocados. (laughs) Yes. Yes, the hipster king of the avocado throne. Yeah, in the temple of middle class wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I tell you what, at the beginning, when when they built that, they were building it on a strong, firm foundation. Mm. But oh boy, Mm. they did not look, they weren't very forward thinking. Uh, and I then we have. Could, I think you could turn this into a bit of stand-up, Alistair. I can see mm-hmm. you turning this into a bit of stand-up. Maybe this next one I I, I see is also is also is a suspicious adult friend. You know, it's mm. just a it's it's somebody who has anybody who wants to be their friend as as an adult. You know, in their thirties, they 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 suspect that they're definitely a spy trying to get information. Or, or an agent and right. of foreign every, si- every single time. Every single time, and an, an, an agent of foreign influence. Mm. There is no reason for anybody to want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we don't hang out. You don't just hang out in your thirties. <laughs> you are either so working on working on a project together, or or you're depressed. You <laughs> you're staying at home. Or, yeah, or you're depressed, you stay at home, or you're just trying to get your kid to play with another kid. Mm. And that's why you're hanging out with this other person, just so that your kid can hang out with their kid. And then we have... if the kid's not there, then that's a spy scenario. Oh, yeah. And it could still be a spy scenario if they have a kid. It's the perfect cover. Oh, my God. That's so smart. And they're probably using that so that they can work on a project with you. That's what they're using. They're using the two reasons people would hang out. Um, it's just occurred so, to me that there's yeah. never, ever, ever a single child in James Bond. Right? Mm. You, ne- you, you never see one. There's no child ever anywhere. And don't, don't point out examples where I'm wrong. I'm not interested. Yeah. I'm telling you that there aren't. What about and that's interesting to me because you'd think there could be a funny little bit with one. Yeah, um, especially if I guess he finds finds out that one of them is his kid. Exactly, and um, to be honest, most of them probably are. Most kids, he's like Genghis Khan. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, do you remember the TV show, the cartoon, uh, James Bond Jr.? No, I don't. Bond. No. My name's Bond, James can, Bond can I Jr. Can I just pitch something to you very quickly? Yeah. The Genghis Khan Academy. Okay, <laughs> it's the Khan Academy. The guy yeah. <laughs> who does the online educational... Um, illustrated videos about how to like do long division and the history of France, but yeah. it's Genghis Khan, and yeah. <laughs> most of the information are about is is about you know seeing your enemy slain and hearing the lamentations yeah. of his women. Yeah, sacking sacking s- s- cities, mm-hmm. correct, um, decapitating, and um, you know lighting so- straw roofs on fire. Yes. That was a big part. That was a big part of the past. Oh, the straw Lighting roof. other people's straw roofs on fire. Yeah. Um, um, I'll write right. down Genghis Khan Academy. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> is, there, is there anything uh, else on the list? You know there is. Oh, there's the goat thing. Yeah, that's what it is. Do you want to say the goat it? Well, and then the goat thing. It's Gruffin McFly. The, um, Gruffin McFly. <laughs> <laughs> Investigative goat portmanteau. Um, um, and just before we go into a song, let's just remind people that they can buy tickets to Teleport and they can buy tickets to Alistair Tremblay Birchall couldn't be more thrilled with everything. And yeah. um, both of those things will make you happy. They'll make us happy. They yeah. will please the universe. Everything will be brought into balance. It's a good way to sh- support the show if you, uh, you mm. know, and and get something and get something back for a little something for you. Yes, great a first date, for daddy. Great first yes, date. Indeed. Great second date. Mm-hmm. Great last date. Yes, <laughs> it's a, good, it's it's a, a breakup br- show. <laughs> it's a great breakup show. <laughs> um, we do leave. We leave. We leave a good sort of three and a half minute gap, about two thirds of the way through the show. Normally, the um, the comedians will do a thing where, like, the show arcs down and the energy dips a little bit and, like, it's mm-hmm. a bit sad or a bit more introspective. Well, what we've decided to do is it's more like a sort of a show-and-tell thing where you bring your own darkness and yeah. we just stop talking two-thirds of the way through the show and we let anyone in the show that wants to break up. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> we set the scene. It's perfect. We've got some good breakup music. Yeah. I wanna break up with you. I hope this wasn't too much of an ordeal based on everything that happened. Um, we are two in the think tank, and yeah, this at, has been that. That yeah. So you can find us at Two in Tank on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Alistair TB on Twitter. I'm at I'm at Stupid Old Andy. Yeah, and I'm at A Tremblay Birchall on Instagram. And you can review us. You can donate to our Patreon if you like. Thank we you for everybody it. It who does that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We absolutely do love you more than you even know who we you do. are. Yeah, and and also you know who you aren't. You're not a bad yes, person. And that's even more important. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, take care of yourselves. And, and we love, love.
you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 